And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, at Southside Bible Fellowship, we believe that since the Bible is God's word, and everyone who believes in Jesus is a child of God, then say it with me, the Bible is God's word for us. Father, we come before you. We acknowledge your presence here. We know, Lord, that you have a message for us, and we pray that you prepare our hearts and our minds so that we may receive it as a message from you, and that through it you may accomplish what you intend to accomplish this morning in Jesus' name. May everyone say amen. amen. Children, you are free to go. Turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, we are continuing with our series, Fresh Encounters with Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 10 from verse 46 to 52. For those of you that did this lesson, you know, you did it from the book, the book of Luke. But it's also mentioned in Matthew. It's the same story. It's the same account in Matthew and in Luke and in Mark. Matthew and Luke does not give us the name of the blind man. Mark tells us that his name is Bartimaeus. Uh, Bartimaeus is his name. Mark tells us that. Let me ask you, have you ever thought how your life would be if you became blind? <clears throat> Blindness was a, a big issue in biblical times because of various kinds of infections and sanitary situations. And during those times, those days, they didn't have programs for the blind. They didn't have organizations to support the blind people. And blind men and women couldn't work to provide for their families or even their basic needs. This is the world that uh, Batimaeus finds himself in. This day was probably just like another day. He woke up in the morning, took his breakfast, prepared himself, and took his cloak. The cloak was the outer clothing that he used to cover himself or even at times to sit on. Then he went to Jericho's main street and sat at his usual place begging. Even though this was a typical day for him, something was happening. In Mark chapter 10 from verse 46, we are told, then they came to Jericho, Jesus, Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd while leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, 
was sitting by the roadside begging. He is sitting while Jesus is passing. But Myers can hear the commotion. He can hear young boys running. He can hear the footsteps of the crowd. He is begging. Probably no one is paying attention to him. And so when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. So when Myers hears this noise of a crowd passing by, he probably reaches out to one of the people and he inquires, what's happening? And someone tells him it is Jesus of Nazareth who is passing by. And when Myers hears the name Jesus, something in him changes. Something happens to him. There is something about the name of Jesus that revives his hopes. There is something about Jesus that makes him want to experience something. And therefore, he shouts out. He cries out. He calls out on Jesus. He calls out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He is identifying Jesus as the promised Messiah, the one who was to come. Son of David, have mercy on me. I want to share with you today about the marks of a sincere prayer. How does a sincere prayer look like? And here, when Bartimaeus says in verse 47, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We, first, we find the first mark of a sincere prayer. A sincere prayer is desperate. It is desperate. A prayer is sincere when it is desperate. Lord, have mercy on me. This kind of prayer tells God that I can see my problem. I am aware of my condition. I am aware of my sinfulness. I am aware of my limitation. I cannot do without you. Have mercy on me. It tells the Lord that if you are not going to do anything, I'm going to perish. When someone says, have mercy on me, they are saying you are the only one who can help. It is desperate. But Myers knows that this is his chance. He knows that Jesus is his hope. And you know, mercy 
is the act of withholding punishment. You ask for mercy because you know you don't deserve it. Mercy is the act of withholding punishment. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that you deserve a punishment. You deserve to perish, to be separated from God forever. And the only thing that you need from the Lord is his mercy. And in fact, the Lord has been merciful to you. If you are still alive today and Jesus is not your savior, it is because the Lord has been merciful to you. He has been withholding the punishment. If Jesus is not yet your savior, you are like the blind Bartimaeus. And you need to turn to him and ask him to have mercy on you. And he is willing to do that. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that, is this, that, that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Anyone who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ is blind. Because the God of this age, Satan, has blinded them so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the image of Jesus Christ. You need to cry to the Lord and ask him to have mercy on you so that he can open your eyes. Have mercy on me. And for those of you that have a relationship with Jesus Christ, let me just remind you, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, we are told that because that it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me give you another passage in Lamentations Lamentations 3, verse 22 and 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions, are never, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. His mercies are new every morning. You know what that means? That means we cannot exhaust the mercies of God. That means we can cry to him every day, 
all the time, and he will be there to supply his mercy for us. He will be there to withhold his punishment. Have mercy is a prayer that tells God, I'm depending on you. In verse 48, when Bartimaeus cried to Jesus Christ, when he cries to Jesus Christ, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Can you imagine? Jesus is passing by. People are following him. But Myers hears about it, he calls on Jesus, and then they want to silence him. They want to discourage him. These people are following Jesus, but they are disconnected from his mission. They are claiming to follow Christ, but they are denying his power. It is a culture that claims to believe in God, but doesn't want to hear God. They are following Jesus, yet they are stopping someone who wants to meet the same Jesus. And we have Christians who are like that, who claim to be following Jesus while they are pushing others away. who claim to love the Lord, but they want nothing to do with his mission. But look at what Bert Myers does here. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, trying to discourage him. They are standing in the way of a blind beggar who needs Jesus. But Myers, we are told, he shouted all the more. He shouted louder. He is outnumbered, but is not going to allow them to stop him. But Myers knows that Jesus is all he needs and he is not going to allow the crowd to discourage him. He shouts even louder. Here is the second point. Prayer is sincere when it is persistent. Amen. He cries even louder, persistency. He doesn't stop. He is going on and on. And you know, when you realize that Jesus is the one who can help you, you cannot allow anyone to stop you. When you realize that Jesus is all you need, you are going to approach him with everything that you have. (laughs) 
He cries even louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus hears his voice. There are so many people following Jesus. There is a crowd. There are so many voices. But Jesus hears the voice of this blind man. And he stops. Jesus stopped, we are told, and said, call him. Call him. You know, if Bartimaeus had listened to the voice of these people, he would have remained blind. Jesus stops and he orders the people, the same people who are discouraging him, who are silencing him, he orders them to call him. If you are going to be a stumbling block in someone's life, the Lord will turn you into a stepping stone. So they called to the blind man, cheer up! On your feet, he's calling you. You see, at first they thought that they were helping Jesus when they were silencing him. They, they thought they were doing Jesus a favor. He was interrupting. And now that they realize Jesus is paying attention to him, oh, they are here. Cheer up, he's calling you. Come on. You know, we need to learn to ignore negative voices. Those voices that want to put us down. We have Christians that are still living their lives with the negativity because of things that they were told in their families or by their friends. We have Christians who are struggling with self-esteem because of what they were told. You need to start ignoring those voices. And you can ignore them by one, crying to the one who can hear your voice. Cry to the one who is ready to listen to you. Cry to the one who will pay attention to you. You can ignore the negative voices, number two, by listening to the voice of the Lord. People can say all they want to say, but I want to hear what the Lord says. People can praise you, 
They can say, you are the best Christian. You are so loving. You are so kind. Because that's what they see. But you should be interested with what the Lord is saying about you. And some people will look at you and they will say a lot of things because they are looking at you from your past. They can't even trust you anymore because they know where you are coming from. You should be listening to the voice of the Lord. You should be listening to what he is saying about you. And when you listen, you will hear him saying that you are a new creation. You will hear him saying that you are his son, his daughter, and he is making you a better person that no one has seen the finished version of you. That's the voice you need to listen to. That's the voice of truth. That's the voice that will make you persistent. So, but Myers throws his cloak aside. He's excited. He jumped to his feet, and he, he's probably he, he, he's looking, and they're helping him, and he's jumping. He, he can't wait to get to Jesus, and they help him. He gets to Jesus, and Jesus asks him. He asks him a question. What do you want me to do for you? Wow. How many of us would have loved to hear that question? You know, when I was preparing this message, I asked myself, if the Lord asked me this question, what would be my response? What, what would be first on my list? And you know, the first time I thought about it, I said, maybe I would say, I want you to heal my son. Maybe that's what I would say. What is in your list? What is in your list? What is it that you, you would tell the Lord? In Batimaya's list, there was only one thing. When Jesus asked him, he said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see. Here is number three. Prayer is sincere when it addresses the deepest need. Prayer is sincere 
when it addresses the deepest need. When Jesus is our only hope, we will approach him with our deepest need. What is your deepest need? Is it salvation? Is it forgiveness? Is it a kindness, a loving heart? Rabbi, I want to see, and this is how Jesus responds to him in verse 52, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. Go, your faith has healed you. This brings us to number four. Prayer is sincere when it focuses on Jesus Christ in faith. When Bartimaeus is calling on Jesus and he persistently does so, it shows that he believes that Jesus can deal with his problem. It shows that he believes that Jesus is his only hope. His persistency is a reflection of his faith. And I want to encourage you today Anything that you know in your life that the Lord has been doing through you. If there's any ministry that is put in you, you will face discouragements. You will hear negative voices. But because of your faith in Christ, you should not allow anything or even anyone to stop you from doing what you know the Lord is doing through you. Let me just repeat these four points quickly. Prayer is sincere when it is desperate. Prayer is sincere when it is persistent. Prayer is sincere when it addresses the deepest need. Prayer is sincere when it focuses on Jesus Christ in faith. In faith. But Myers stands out because of his faith. The reason... We can learn from him today is because of his faith. 
that is focused on no one else but Jesus Christ. And Jesus tells him, go, your faith has healed you. It is a faith that is focused on Jesus. And you know, faith is the one thing that you cannot take from a Christian. You can take everything else, but you cannot take our faith. You can persecute us, you can talk about us, you can do anything you want, but there is only one thing you will never take away, and that is our faith. And if we can keep our faith, then Jesus will remain the source of our victory. If we can keep our faith, we will keep on finding our victory in Jesus Christ. And that's the message here, that in Jesus we have our victory. In Jesus we have our victory. And Bartimaeus becomes a disciple of Jesus Christ. He follows him. I think he's going to be a different kind of a follower. He's not going to be the kind of follower that rebukes and silences others. I think Bartimaeus is going to be the kind of follower that encourages others to follow Jesus. Do you know why? Because he knows how it feels to be silenced. He knows the pain of being ignored and being rebuked. He knows that. And you know that too. And this is one of the reasons that we say in our vision statement that we want to encourage people to know Christ. We want to help people to know Christ. And that should be your attitude too. Not to discourage others, but to encourage them. Not to put others down, but to lift them up for the sake of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we have our victory. Without him, we lose. With him, we win. When we pray sincerely, we are reminding ourselves that Jesus has the answer. We are reminding ourselves that he is the source of our strength. And we are telling the world that we know the one who has the answer. And his name is Jesus Christ, son of David. I love this song. I don't know if I can sing it. And I would like you to help me, especially in singing the chorus. It says, There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name of all. Sing with me the chorus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, 
of Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved. Let's sing it again. Oh, how I love Jesus. Sing it from your heart. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Thank you. I don't know how your life is. Maybe there's something that happened to you that discouraged you from serving the Lord the way you used to. Maybe there's something that happened to you that stopped you from being the Christian that you know the Lord wants you to be. Turn to him this morning and ask him, ask him to lead you. Turn to him today and ask him to meet the deepest need that you have. Ask him to have mercy on you. Or maybe you are here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not asking if you are religious. We saw last Sunday there's a difference. Just because you go to church and you sing and you do the things that uh, Christians do, it doesn't make you a Christian. You become a Christian when you realize that you are a sinner. You have fallen short of the glory of God. You are born with the want to do wrong, and you have been choosing wrong. And then you realize that Jesus is the greatest savior and that he is willing to save you. That's why he died on the cross. And you turn to him. You repent. You turn to him so that he can have mercy on you. That's how you become a Christian. And when that happens... He comes into your life and he begins to transform you into a new creation. And you will see the difference. And maybe that's what you need this morning if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. This can be your day. But for some of us, you need to ask yourself, are you Encouraging others to follow Christ or discouraging others from following Christ. 